Hello everyone, and welcome to episode five of Wide World of Weird. Weird. We did it. We did it we're, again. We did it again. Coming back at you. Awesome. We're just we're on episode five, which is um imp- it's impressive. Yeah, we made you it. You know, I'm five whole episodes. I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I'm stoked. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, we keep going up in numbers and in Instagram followers. Yeah, uh, which is amazing so yeah. thank you all for thanks. that thanks yeah thanks for uh, following us and if you're not uh why not you're yeah, you're it's... clearly i don't know why you're jumping in episode five of a podcast that's weird that's just that's a weird feels, thing it feels it, a little um it feels like you waited a while yeah and like I, and then you know we understand you know you're trepidatious you're like well i don't know if this podcast has got legs i don't know how much it's gonna go for but hey Look it's at us. Just, I don't know. I just feel like you like don't trust us yet, yeah, and that kind of hurts. That's hurt. That hurts. Because we've been both there for us. you. Yeah. And you remember that time you're not really you were there moving, and you were like, "Oh man, like none of my friends are gonna do it." And like we showed up, and, and we did, U-Haul. and we didn't ask for anything. Yeah, we didn't. Just yeah, your just, undying affection. Yeah, and just the the tacit promise that once we eventually started a podcast, you would subscribe to us and listen to us from the beginning. And you know, it just I. I just expected more out of you, yeah. honestly, and it's, I mean, it's fine, like, it's gonna be fine. Yeah, I guess we can get through maybe, this. Maybe we'll um, get over it. We'll see. We'll see how we feel at the we'll end of the episode. We'll find out. We'll yeah. find out. Yeah. Um, update. No update on Josh Gates. Yeah, uh, this is uh, episode four of uh, Gates Watch, and, and nothing. nothing. Just, you know, nothing. We, we do all we can. We We follow him on social media, we've... Liked his uh, we bought media. your book, Josh. Yeah, Gates. we. Yeah, I have started the process of reading your book, and like, you're cool, Josh Gates, but I didn't think you were like too cool for your fans. It just kind of hurts, man. It just it just kind of hurts kidding. us. We're no, kidding. No, 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 for real. Like honestly, we're kidding. It's, it's a, it's a keep, fucking joke. Keep internet. being you and keep doing. The things you do. Yes, we the joke the joke of wanting Josh Gates on our show is not a joke. It's we, not. We want to talk to it's Josh the one, Gates. It's the one truly, sincerely, but serious thing the, we have. The joke of us thinking he's too cool is a joke. It's an absolute just joke. We know it, how good a person you are. Because I know someone someone will somehow find this and yes. hear it and you know what? cause we gotta, problems. We gotta just do it like the secret. We gotta put it out in the universe and eventually it'll make its way back to us. Okay, I've done a lot of putting things out into the universe, so yeah. sometimes it takes way too long to yeah. get things back. And also, I should preface that by saying I have not read The Secret. I am just okay. Leaning, so we're just we're just assuming. We're, we're assuming I'm like cliff notesing The Secret that I saved everyone a bunch of time. But vision board. <laughs> make a vision board. Vision, vision board. The vision mm-hmm. board is literally just going to be a picture of Josh. Gates. Yeah, and just a a running tally next to his face every time he doesn't show up on an episode. Right. Yep. It's gonna happen one day, guys. Uh, and by we one day, help. I mean one day. You know what? You know what? I think I like to think that he will show up on our show before I have to end up getting that tattoo. Which is in ninety-five episodes. Yes, keeping that count going strong. I'm really good at counting. So I, yeah, um, yeah. That, that is one thing we've established on this podcast. It's gonna be really, really good, yes. and it's gonna be great. Yes. Uh, those are those are two things that mean the same thing. Yep. I'm but sorry, one of them is better than the other. Um. All right. You know what? Hmm. Listen. Yes. Let's just let's just start let's this. Just let's just get into this. Yeah. You now, went... I went first last time. Okay. So I think you should I, go first. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm yes. gonna go first. Regale uh, me with your spooky stories. Okay. So this week we're talking about 
the Hotel Monte Vista in Arizona. Now, is this the hotel that inspired the hit uh, Eagle song, The Hotel Arizona? First of all, the song's The Hotel California. Wow, I have not Um, listened to that song recently. I did not know. You mentioned it literally a few episodes ago. Now, I believe... Literally the Cecil Hotel. Now, I believe with The Hotel Arizona, the caveat is that you can check out anytime you want as long as it's before 11 a.m. Um... Right, I don't know who sings Hotel Arizona. The Eagle. Um, just one. One. Just, just one Eagle. One. Just one. Just. Um, yeah. Just Joe Walsh. <laughs> one. One Eagle. Singular. Yeah. One. One guy. Hotel yeah. Arizona. Yeah. The, no. Uh, to answer the question in a roundabout way, no, it has nothing to do with that song. Okay. Because um, I don't though. think that song exists. It's um, tomato. All right. Well, the <laughs> the Hotel Monte Vista is located in Flagstaff, Arizona. It opened on New Year's Day in 1927. It housed such famous guests as John Wayne, Ooh. Old West, yep. uh, Bing, Co- Bing Crosby. Not Bing Cosby. Not Bing Cosby. Very different Very thing. Very different people. Very different man. Yes. Uh, Bing Crosby mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Harry Truman. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, indeed. In its first year of operation, it hosted Mary Costigan's daily three-hour radio show from Room 105, mm-hmm. That's a big deal because she was the first American woman to be granted a radio broadcasting license. Go, Mary Costigan. She's a badass. Yeah. Uh, between 1935 and 1940, it offered slot machines, the only ones ever in Flagstaff, wow. Arizona. A scene from Casablanca was filmed at this wow. hotel. Uh, and now, to the spooks. Ooh, yeah. Because do you know who the first person was to report seeing a ghost at the hotel? Oh, please tell me it was John Wayne. It was John Wayne. <laughs> yes. It was John yes. fucking Wayne. Yes. Did he shoot it? I don't know if he, he shot it, but it? he was he was the first person to report seeing a ghost. So listen, people. You don't believe in ghosts? John motherfucking John Wayne. John Wanger does. Saw a ghost it was probably and a cowboy reported ghost. it. Well, it might not have been a cowboy oh. ghost. Um, I don't want to get it in top top. In the 1970s, three men robbed a Flagstaff bank near the hotel, where one of the men was shot during the escape uh, from uh, said bank. Uh, to try and celebrate their successful robbery, I'm putting successful in air quotes, uh, the trio stopped at the, ho- at the lounge in the hotel for a drink. However, the wounded man's gunshot injury was obviously more serious than any of them uh, you sure, know, thought na- because naturally. he died uh, in the lounge. Oh, so, wow. Did he finish his drink? Do we know? No. He, he didn't. Uh, so really, really terrible day for that man. Yeah, really not great. Bank, didn't bank, finish a drink. Questionably successfully, and yeah, and then and died. Just died. He, he didn't successfully rob um, at all. So people, staff, and guests think that the dead bandit is one of the many spirits oh, of the hotel. Um, which can we just take a second and talk about if there's gonna be a like a ghost in in a hotel in Arizona, I just, I want it to be a bandit. Unfortunately, this robbery did take place in the 70s, so it's not the bandit I think I want it to be. He's going to be wearing bell bottoms, going to have big uh, sideburns. But he's not going to be wearing a a cowboy hat and a bandana over his mouth, and he's not going to be like, draw. It's still Arizona. Maybe they did a theme thing. Maybe maybe it was like, kind of like in like Point Break, where they wear president masks. Maybe that one, they dress up like cowboys. They dress up like like the cowboys yeah. of Hollywood of yeah, yore. Exactly. The uh, old, they dressed old up like John Wayne. John, John Wayne. They were all oh, dressed like different God. John Wayne characters. Now that would be a yeah. robbery I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing. As right. long as no one died. Well, unfortunately, in this instance, someone did. Yeah, but the robber, the bad guy did. Yeah, the, the bandit. I can't say if he was a bad guy. I don't know if he yeah, was a bad guy. Yeah, we don't know what his Who motivations were. Who knows what his motive was to Maybe rob the bank. Maybe he was trying to feed his we're kids. We're getting off track again. Yeah, sorry. Um, welcome to every day of my life. <laughs> 
Uh, da da da, yaddy doody. Ah, yes, staff and guests feel that the dead bandit is one of the many spirits that haunt the building. Um, one, one of the managers of the hotel reported that he would hear an eerie voice that said hello or good morning when he opened the bar each day. So the uh, bandit was also polite. Well, that's um, nice. So he's really not a bad guy. Yeah. Others have told stories of feeling a ghostly presence while enjoying a drink in the cocktail lounge. Ooh. Yeah, somebody who was shot died there. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna feel that presence. Um though this might be the ghost of the gunman, the hotel has has such a past of shootings, uh cowboys on horseback in the lobby and drunken brawls that they're not really sure. Oh good. So that's a direct like, quote from an article. So just like just like so many people have gotten shot or have been shot and then died here. We can't really say for sure if it's this guy. We don't know if it's the bandit that yeah. died. We th- we have a feeling. We, we get we get it. We, get, um, we have a good. We have a good guess. But it could be a cowboy that just rode in on a horse into the hotel yeah, and died. And died. Who knows? As, as cowboys are wont to do. Um, so there's a lot of ghostly activity on the second floor, apparently, uh, in room two ten, called the Zane Zane Gray room. Sure. Z- I'm looking at it, and I know it says Zane Gray, but in my mind, that's not correct. Um, many guests have been. Awakened in the night by a phantom bellboy who knocks on the door with the statement that room service has arrived. (laughs) However, when the guest opens the door, they see nothing but an empty hallway, not even a glimpse of someone escaping down the long corridor. Check your bags for you. (laughs) Also, a phantom bellboy just makes me think of Tower of Terror. Absolutely. So in my mind, this has now gone from uh, all western-themed cowboy ghosts to one bandit and then a, uh, for some reason, uh, 1939 bellboy yeah. in a full Tower of Terror costume. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's like kind of like a Planet Hollywood kind of. It's a Planet Hollywood ghost. A ghost, a ghost, yeah. Uh, they are all, but not, not, not no, it, it's like a themed uh, dining establishment. Yes. Where they're all different eras depending on where you're sitting. Yes, exactly. And they're going to talk. they're all ghosts. And, and they're all ghosts, uh, and they're going to talk to you in their, like, fake accent of what they think that era is. Yes. So like they're very wrong by the way. Right. They're all wrong. And that's what I hope for. Um also in this hallway in on the second floor. In the hallway. Sure. Others have reported seeing the image of a woman who wanders the halls outside uh outside room two ten. Uh supposedly the hotel avoids putting guests with pets in this room because dogs go crazy with fear and tear up the room. Can I just say, side note Kudos to you, Hotel, for respecting uh, dog owners yeah, and exactly. pets. Yeah. They're all good boys, yeah. and they all deserve to have a vacation, too. Yeah, maybe they want to see a ghost. Um, the, down the hall, at room 220, all types of strange activity is reported. Hmm. Uh, apparently, in the early 80s, this room played host to an eccentric long-term boarder who was known to hang raw meat from the chandelier. He was known to, and no one kicked him out of the hotel? Yeah, that, that was like a regular occurrence. They were like, hey, oh yeah, that's just, uh, that's just raw meat Johnny. That's just... Yeah, that just, classic. Just, you know, it's gonna roll up. What does a fucking maid think when she goes in that room? This housekeeper's like, time to go make up the sheets in the meat locker. You like, know, what? What probably happened is she went in like the first time, and like, it was like, oh, this shouldn't happen, and like cleaned everything up. And then they probably had a note from the guy being like, um, I was curing meats in my room and hung them from the chandelier as it is an appropriate height to cure meats. 
and I think one of your maids uh, disposed of my meats before they were cured. Well, I can tell you people weren't going in that room because he died in his room and his body wasn't discovered for several days. Oh, no. So he was real fucking dead. Real dead. Um, today, guests... Uh, often complain of hearing coughing and other noises from the otherwise empty room. My question is, how did the man, did the man die of the smell of the rotting meat he was hanging in the room? Like, is that, what, how did he die? I, yeah, would, I would like to know. That, yeah, I'd like to know more about this. So many questions. Um, at one time, after a maintenance man had made several repairs to the room, he turned off the light and locked the door. However, returning just five minutes later, the light was back on, the bed linen stripped, and the television broadcasting at full blast. Oh. It's haunted. Yes. Uh, and then there's the Gary Cooper room. Mm-hmm, Many guests mm-hmm. have reported uh, feeling that someone is watching them. Oh. Reportedly, this is one of my favorites, two, prosti- two prostitutes uh, were murdered in the room where they were thrown out the window. Oh. The two painted ladies, again, direct oh, quote from course, an article, sure, sure. have also been uh, reportedly cited in the pool hall and the lounge. Oh. So they're like... They're we're getting still, revenge. They're still, yeah, they're... They're gonna, they're gonna get revenge. Just because it goes doesn't mean they're not gonna get that money. And then in a... Uh, the last one that I found about this was mm-hmm. another room, room 305. The ghost of a female apparition is often reported as sitting in the rocking chair for... Uh, if the cleaning staff moves the chair the next day, it will always reappear next to the window. Oh. So my favorite thing about all of these... All of these stories mm-hmm, is that mm-hmm. most of them I found on the hotel's website itself. Sure, so Because like they fucking... Up own it they're oh, like course. we're haunted as fuck yeah, come stay, come stay with us yeah. do you know who the first person who saw ghost on hotel was john, john goddamn way yeah um and he is as he is a true american hero yes. and the champion of the wild west yes. in hollywood at least yes it's great yeah. um so yeah that's the hotel monte vista in flagstaff arizona okay it's spooky as shit cool cool spooky spooky hotels spooky shit yeah i've t- uh, 10 out of 10 probably would not stay there, though. Yeah, probably another one of those day trips. No, no, no. Not even a day trip. Like, um, well, I'll, I'll take a picture outside it. There you um, go. Not, but not crushing I'm the not gonna, I don't want to... You know what? I'm going to leave the bandits and the Tower of Terror bellboy. And the painted to, ladies. And the painted ladies who are probably seeking revenge. Probably. Um, I'm just... I, you know, I just don't want to be involved in that. Uh, unless John Wayne comes back as a ghost to tell me. And there you go. If I can take a picture with Ghost John Wayne, I'll yeah. go into the hotel. Yes. Well, saddle up, Pilgrim. <laughs> we gotta go see these ghost belt boys. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the only mm-hmm. only acceptable way I will walk into the yep. hotel. Yep, with my spot-on, pitch-perfect John was... Wayne impression. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Sure was. That was spot-on, Justin. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. I've been practicing uh-huh. my entire life. That's, um... Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, what's what's your story about, buddy? I'm glad you asked. Yeah, Josie. I just had to get away from that John Wayne sure impression. Th- so sure what? thing, Bill. Oh, no, let let's, me let's do my that. entire let's, story no, no, no. like this. Nope. It's let's, gonna go like no. this. I'm not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. No, wait a minute. Read my lips. <laughs> that's I'm not John. Going to lie. That's not John Wayne anymore. Nah, nah. Where are we? Nah, nah. I, nah, we, nah. Now we've just gone to gibberish. Damn, um, uh, what happened so far off the rails? Let's get back onto it. What's sure. your story, buddy? So, uh, to give a little uh, peek behind the curtain, as it were, uh, we're recording this particular episode on March 27th of 2018. Is That's, that correct, Casey? Uh, yes, for another 19 minutes. It is. is. Correct. 
Now, do you know what was going on a week ago? Seven days ago. On uh, March 20th. I believe uh-huh. it was National Alien Abduction Day. That is correct. Oh, that is correct. Yes. And I would very much like to honor the belated holiday that we sadly weren't recording on in time to actually uh, do it. Listen, you can't properly honor a holiday by working on that day. It's you have true. To we, observe, gotta, we observed, yeah. You know, I didn't get abducted by an yeah, alien. I watched a bunch of X-Files. And was that a good... So, my question, yes. though, on Alien Abduction Day, should, am I, should I be sad if I wasn't abducted? Yeah. Should you remember those I, who were? Was I really celebrating if I wasn't abducted yeah. by an alien? Yeah, well, I don't think you have to be abducted to celebrate, but if you, like, if you're practicing... I think as long as you're like observing it, I think oh, that counts. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so the alien Snapchat filter was uh, was an appropriate way yeah. to celebrate. Okay. Yeah, I think, okay. and not appropriation. So I think that's I think it's cool. I don't, I you know, I don't. Cool. I like the I yeah. like alien culture. Yeah, that's exactly. uh, that's great. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. I don't really understand it. Yeah. Uh, well, sure, but you know, it's well. That's why it's alien. Oh my god! Just talk about yeah, talk about is. the aliens. Yeah. Please. So, uh, you know, in, in the mid-century, uh, it was a real boon of uh, alien sightings and alien abductions. And, you know, throughout the, the second half of the 20th century, we had all kinds of alien sightings, aliens coming to Earth, trying to eat our cats, buying up all our rainbow right. suspenders. As you do. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I would like to talk today, because I figure if I'm going to go ahead and aim, I'm going to go ahead and aim high, aim big. Yeah, go back uh, to home. Talk about probably the best-known... And first, widely publicized case of alien abduction in America. Oh, okay. And that is the case of Barney and Betty Hill. Oh. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, they uh, they were a couple, and in uh, September, September 19th to December 20th, 1961, they claimed they were abducted by aliens in a rural part of New Hampshire. September uh, 19th to September 20th? September 19th to September 20th, 1961. It was over. At first I heard September 19th to December 20th, and yes. I said, were they, were they super, kidnapped? Super duper long time. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, essentially what, what was happening, they were just driving through the New Hampshire countryside. As you do. A nice day trip. Uh, the sighting, initial sighting happened on September 19th, 1961 at 10.30 p.m. Okay. Uh, they were driving uh, back from Portsmouth. Uh, from a vaca- vacation in Niagara Falls. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and just south of Lancaster, uh, Betty saw a bright point of light in the sky that moved from below the moon and the planet Jupiter upward to west of where the moon was. Okay. So, at first, she pointed this out to Barney, and Barney was like, oh, it must have been a shooting star. And she was like, no, but it went, like, up. Like, shooting stars go, like, down. Down. Because they're, they're falling. Because they're falling because of gravity. Um, and it kept, like, zooming across the sky and getting, like, larger and brighter. Um, so she urged Barney to pull over so they could get a better look at it, as well as needing to walk their dog, uh, Delcy. Oh, okay. Yeah. All uh, right. Here's a picture of the couple and their dog. Oh, Delcy's so cute. Yeah. Delcy's a dachshund? He is. Can they not come up with a better name for the dog that's Delcy? Mm, probably not. Yeah. Um, Betty. So they, they, they pull off uh, at a scenic picnic area just south of Twin Mountain. So Betty takes some binoculars that they have because why they're not? Probably bird watchers. It's yeah, fine. you know exactly. You know they're in New Hampshire. Yeah. It's prime bird watching territory. Yeah. Um, they're old. 
Yeah. Well, they're not old here. Like they're in their like thirties, forties. That's old. We're all dying. <laughs> Thank you, Casey, for that daily reminder of our mortality. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. You're, listen. <laughs> Someday we will all be seen by John Wayne, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> roasted. Um, Boom, Russell. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, uh, so Betty was checking out the binoculars, and she uh, observed an odd-shaped craft flashing multicolored lights travel across the face of the moon. Wow. Um, Those now, are some good-ass binoculars. Yeah, they're solid. Um, they're real good bird watchers. Um, they don't just, you know, bullshit around and, like, cheap, like, dollars or, you know, yeah. they get, like, real binoculars. Yeah. These are good. Yeah, quality. Um, so a few years Prior to this incident, uh, Betty's sister uh, had claimed to have seen a flying saucer herself. Okay. So she was instantly was like, this is a flying saucer. And Barney looked, and he was like, no, I, I think that's probably just like a, an airplane. Yeah. It's like, you know, flying through Vermont on the way to Montreal. Okay. It's not a flying saucer. Okay. Then he changed his mind. Because he took a second look at it and realized that it had uh, turned and rapidly descended in their direction. Oh, God. Uh, so he at realized that, point, that the object... Get back in the car? Right. He's like, oh, this thing that's a plane is not a plane. Um, so, yeah, they run back to the car and they haul ass down the road. Okay. So we did go back to the car. Yes, okay. they're in the car. I they're driving around. Um, they, they kept driving on it. Um... On the road, they weren't uh, actually hauling ass. They were driving very carefully so that they keep an eye on the thing as it was just kind of like zipping about and like getting brighter and like lower to the ground. No, drive faster. It's um, clearly coming after you. So uh, they said it was at least um, 80 feet in length. Um, yeah, what? massive. Yeah, massive. Um, bounce around and everything. And then. Uh, once they were a mile south of Indian Head, um, the craft just, like, slammed down in front of them. Like, cut them off in the road. Who was driving this thing? Uh, well, they're gonna find out. I hope so. Yeah, they sure are. Um, and it just kind of hovered, like, a few feet above their car. Um, and, uh, so Barney, they stop the car, and they get out. Barney has a pistol. Because he's like, obviously, you know... Um, he's ready to go. He's a he's bird ready, watcher he doesn't and know. a hunter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a bird hunter. He watches those birds to learn their weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so he, he gets closer, he looks through the binoculars at the craft, and he claims to have seen between 8 and 11 humanoid figures uh, standing on, like, the windshield of the craft, I guess? Like, the sure. large yeah. window surrounding the flying saucer, um, who appeared to be looking at him uh, at once. They all, um, uh, they moved to what appeared to be a panel on the rear wall of the, ha- of the hallway that encircled the front portion of the craft. The one that didn't move, um, kept looking at Barney and delivered him a message telepathically saying, stay where you are and keep looking at me. And so did Barney... He, did he use the, like, I'm watching you hand gesture? I mean, there, it doesn't, it doesn't explicitly state in Barney's recollection of it that that happened, but... I'm it could have. Yes. It I'm very could have. Yes. Yeah. At the very least, it was the telepathic equivalent of... It was like, don't move, bitch. Eyes on you. Yeah. Um, I like that. Okay. He remembers them wearing uh, glossy black uniforms and black capes. Ooh, capes. Yeah, I know. They were very fashion forward. Um, so this, they started lowering down this like wide 
like platform. Okay. And uh, Barney was like, nope, 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 nope. You gotta go. He like ripped the binoculars away from his face, ran back to the car, and a near hysteric state. Wait, he's still looking at. Yes, yeah, he's the still binoculars? from the binoculars because they're, they're 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 like fifty feet away. All right. Fifty to eighty feet overhead, and oh sorry, they were fifty to over eighty feet above them, and about three hundred uh, feet away from them. Okay. That's why he had the binoculars on. Okay. So he tears him off, and he runs back to the car, and he goes, "They're gonna capture us, Betty." And so now they haul ass. Okay. Um, Good job. And he's trying to go. He drives on to high speed, trying to you know, keep an eye out for the thing, because the thing, like, as soon as they pull away, the thing is, like, gone. Yeah. And keep an eye out for it. Um, and immediately, they start hearing this, like, humming, rhythmic buzzing that fills the entire car. Uh, and it vibrates, and a tingling sensation passes the hill's bodies. They said at this point, um, they kind of felt like an altered state come on. Like almost okay. like a sleepwalking kind of thing. Uh, and then there was more beeping and buzzing sounds. And when they heard that, they returned back to regular consciousness and realized they traveled 35 miles. And with no recollection of how they got to where they were. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, they said they remembered making an, unt- an unplanned turn encountering a roadblock, and observing a fiery orb in the middle of the road. That's so, scary. I don't like this. They go home. These are like, this was fucking weird. Um, and they had some weird little fallout from this. Um, Betty insisted that the luggage be kept near the back door rather than the main part of the house. Uh, their watches stopped working and would never run again. Okay. Watches they were wearing at the time. Um, apparently, the leather strap to the binoculars were torn, but Barney had no memory of them tearing. Uh, he also had the um, toes of his best dress shoes scraped, and he had the weird need to go into the bathroom and check out his genitals. Sure. Like, there's nothing wrong with him. He just, just knew he had to look at him for some reason. Uh, and then they both showered to wipe off any kind of potential contamination they had received sure. during the blackout period. Uh, and then uh, drew pictures of what they I don't could want, recall. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want to see it. Well, I got the pictures right here. I don't want to see it. And, ooh, it's a lot of generals. Um, so they, they tried to be like, okay, the last thing I remember is getting in the car after seeing this giant flying object. And what do we remember between then and waking up 35 miles south of where that was and how we got there? And they really couldn't do it. Um, after uh, being asleep for a few hours, Betty woke up and put the shoes and clothing she had worn during the drive into her closet, observing that the dress was torn at the hem, zipper, and lining. Later, when she retrieved the item from the closet, she noted a pinkish powder on the dress. Okay. She hung the dress on the clothesline, and the pink powder blew away, but the dress was irreparably damaged. He uh, threw it away, but then thought better of it and brought it back inside and hung it up in her closet. Over the years, five laboratories have conducted chemical and forensic analyses on the dress. No so, idea what they found. Okay. We just know the tests yeah. were run. Okay. Uh, there was also shiny concentric circles on their car's trunk that had not been there the previous day. Okay. Uh, they noted that if you, when they took a compass and put them near the circles, 
the needles would whirl around rapidly, the spin. Hmm. But as soon as you moved a few inches away from them, they would stop. They would just resettle. Hmm. So something had magnetized it. Um, they then tried reaching out to like the Air Force to kind of uh, report it, you know, and, and, and right. as you do. didn't tell them everything because they didn't want to get labeled as loonies. Mm, it was like okay. we had this weird experience with a potentially unidentified flying object. Okay. Do you have any information on with regards to things happening in the air space that night? Yeah. I can maybe line up to it. Um, after a few days, uh, Betty borrowed a UFO book from the local library, which had been written by Marine Corps Major Donald E. Keough. Okay. Who was also the head of the NICAP, a civilian UFO research group. Sure. Uh, she wrote to him and told him everything, including the things about the humanoid figures that they saw through the binoculars, and that they were considering hypnosis to help recall what had happened, since they couldn't inherently do it themselves. Um, they, uh, Webb, uh, Walter N. Webb, who was a Boston astronomer and member of this amateur UFO group, agreed to meet with them. And in a six-hour interview, they told them everything they could remember, showed them all the stuff. Uh, Barney says that he had developed a mental block and suspected there were some portions of the event that he did not wish to remember. That he couldn't make himself do it because of that. Uh, he went into details as he could, described the figures being somehow not human. Um, Webb said that they were telling the truth, and the incident probably occurred exactly as reported, except for some minor uncertainties and technicalities that must be tolerated in any such observation where human judgment is involved. All so, right. they, do, they, they, they tell their story on uh, Ten days after the encounter with the UFO, uh, Betty starts having really vivid dreams. Oh, no. Uh, and they happen over five nights. Okay. Uh, she had couldn't remember ever having dreams as vivid and real as these dreams were before or since. God, I don't like this. And, uh, but they stopped after five nights. They were just gone. This never happened again. And when she brought it up to Barney, he was like, eh, that's, I'm, I'm sorry you were having these weird intense dreams, but it probably doesn't really mean anything. So they dropped it. And she never mentioned to Barney again. But she did start writing down the details of those dreams. Okay. In one dream, she and Barney encountered a roadblock and men surrounded their car. She lost consciousness and struggled to regain it, and then realized she was being forced by two small men to walk in a forest in the nighttime, and seeing Barney walking behind her, but when she called him, he seemed to be in like a state, like a trance, and wasn't responsive, but was walking with them. Uh, the men were about five feet tall, and wore matching blue uniforms with caps similar to those worn by military cadets. They appeared nearly human, with black hair, dark eyes, prominent noses, and bluish lips, and their skin was grayish. Okay. In the dreams, uh, the hills and the men walked up a ramp into a disc-shaped craft of metallic appearance. Once inside, Barney and Betty were separated. She protested and was told by a man she called the leader that if she and Barney were examined together, it would take much longer to conduct the exams. So they were taken to separate rooms. She was then interviewed by a different guy called the Examiner, apparently who had a very pleasant, calm manner, uh, and spoke kind of broken English. Okay. Um, he was then conducted a few experiments, uh, a few tests on Betty, including um, shining lights in her eyes, uh, cutting off a lock of her air, examining her ears, eyes, mouth, teeth, throat, and hands, 
took trimmings of her fingernails. Um, after looking at her legs and feet, the man then used a dull knife similar to a letter opener to scrape some of her skin onto what resembled cellophane. Okay. Uh, and then tested her nervous system by thrusting a needle into her navel. Which caused her agonizing pain, which he then alleviated by simply running his hands in front of her eyes. Uh, she, uh, the examiner leaves the room, and Betty looks around, pokes around, obviously, finds a book full of symbols that she can't really understand, but that will apparently uh, reveal things to her. Okay. Um, like an instructional map dotted with stars, and the leader's like, oh yeah, you can take that with you. Um, but then, after that, the mysterious short men start having a disagreement, and he's like, hey, um, we and the guys had a conversation, we said you can't take that book with you everything that has some knowledge in it you maybe shouldn't have. And then, uh, yeah, she just couldn't remember anything else about that. And they got hypnotized and kind of remembered about those kind of things. And they re- recalled, like, deeper memories of, like, being brought aboard the ship and being kind of like this, like, experimented on and, like, gently probed, not, like, full-on, like, yeah. the uniform that we associate with these kind of aliens. Right. Um... And just, like, experimented at and, like, just checked on and then, like, sent away. But these, I mean, they sound pretty chill. Yeah, they, I mean, they sound like re- relatively, like, okay They sound like people. scientists. Um, yeah, exactly. They're doing the job. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and they said so they just kind of, you know, and under hypnosis they talk about this, like, how... Um, they, like, took, like, samples of blood and of semen and, like, just, like, a full... Like, right. like, like you would get if you went in to do, like, a drug screening, right. kind of. Right. Essentially is what these aliens did. Like, so, really, this was the end of a job interview. They really, yeah. They had. Okay. Yeah, exactly. They, they were being considered, so they had to go through the full physical screening. Right. Um, and, yeah, and they just recalled doing all this, and, like, it got, like, uh, they, um... Actually, turned the real reason this whole thing has became so widely known and publicized is because their events were turned into a book. Okay. Uh, called "Interrupted Journey." Um, uh, excerpts of the book were published in Look Magazine. "Interrupted Journey" went on to sell many copies and greatly publicized the Hills accounts. Um, they uh, Betty's niece wrote a book about did. it called "Captured: The Betty and Barney Hill UFO Experience." Which sounds like a really cool stadium tour I'm to like, me. That also sounds like a great escape room. Right? I'm, it's on me. Um, so yeah, they, they look at all this stuff and just, yeah, just, we're just the first couple, like, you know, they, they, they weren't they weren't the first people uh, noted to have a run-in with aliens, but they were the most widely known. Okay. And there have been, like, you know, numerous other notable ones. Um, there's a guy in Scotland who was one of the first times that police ever got involved with the claim of aliens because he uh, supposedly had a run with aliens and woke up like a day or two later in a field with his like clothes torn up and Ken kind of beaten up and his family thinking he was like dead because they couldn't find him anywhere. Sure. And he just kind of stumbled in being like, aliens got me. And they were like, uh-huh. And then they had to do like a serious criminal investigation on whether or not the aliens had gotten him. So, but yeah, yeah they, they, so yeah, Betty and Barney Hill opened the floodgates. Um, you know, they had a, a, an adorable dachshund with a bad name. So, uh, but I doesn't, so they don't sound, like the aliens that they talk to seem pretty chill. They yeah. don't seem like the 
They seem taller than the aliens from Spice World. Yeah, yeah, they uh, are. Who they are, are my favorite type. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, they don't seem as aggressive as mm-hmm. the aliens from Mars Attacks, which mm-hmm. signs. They're good, yeah. Um, I'm very well versed in pop culture and aliens. Oh, I yeah. just realized. Yeah, no, the, these ones, these ones hadn't taken the sinister turn, but so many of them tend to do. They're just like, like they're like you know explorers. They just like, hey, you get some samples and send yeah, your way. Yeah. I uh, I told you this, but I I still I swear to God to this day the people that lived behind me where I was growing up were aliens, especially after I saw signs. T- Listen, people, the people that, the neighbors that lived behind me, uh, only came outside at night. They were growing corn in their backyard, which if you've seen signs, if you've mm, seen signs, they love crop circles. They love crop circles. They were growing corn in their backyard, and then the I have this memory, and I will ne- I will never forget. I was in my room, and it was like 10 o'clock at night, and they were mowing their fucking lawn at 10 o'clock at Why? night, and my dad went to open the back door to be like, what the fuck are you doing? And they literally heard the door open, lawnmower shut off, ran inside, their back door slammed, all the lights went off. I swear to God, aliens. Or ghost children, because the kid always used to stare out the back window, too. Or meth addicts. Okay. Listen, that is possible. Uh, <laughs> however, I would like to believe that my theory... Of course, aliens are ghosts. Aliens and ghost children yes, together, together as one. one. Yeah. Uh, I, be- I would like to believe that that is the truth. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We'll never know. These are the same people that, when you were trick-or-treating on Halloween, thought it was funny to open the door with a butcher knife in their hand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and scare children. Which, uh, listen, I'm not against scaring yeah, children. Not, I think it's very really funny. No. Uh, Most kids deserve to be scared. True. Uh Children are terrible. Yeah. But still, swear to God, they're aliens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I'm I'm not gonna sleep now because I until you were saying that story did not realize how badly aliens freaked me out, uh, and now I'm in a really bad panic that uh, aliens are gonna try to abduct me. It's it's gonna be okay. We're not we're not in New Hampshire. We're not driving in any kind of like. Yeah, we're in Florida. We're fucking shit happens yeah, all the but time. Not, yeah, but only like swamp cabbage men and like I don't, giant you alligators. You think a swamp cabbage man isn't somehow involved with aliens? Yeah. You think they don't fucking hang out all the time? <sighs> and you know that know, the skunk ape is club. pissed off at us mm-hmm. because why wouldn't he be? That's true. And so he's probably in cahoots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And since everybody listens to everything anyway, thanks government. Yeah. Like... It's just all connecting. All right, guys, you're not going to get an episode six because we're going to get abducted by aliens. Yep, there you go. This probably won't even get published because yeah. I'm going to be abducted there by you aliens. Go. Tonight. Well, wasn't it the self-publish? So if you, if if it publishes and we don't post about it on social media, we're well, abducted by aliens. No, because aliens can. What you think aliens don't know how to use <sighs> fucking Instagram? Well, but they don't know like enough like human culture. Like that's not true. They'll probably that's go. To, they'll probably go to make like, a meme reference, and because of the way that like digital and everything like, like radio waves kind of work like in distance and time and space they'll probably be making like 10 year old meme references no like they'll be like hey i heard you guys like mud kips do you also like alien abduction stories check out this episode's podcast no, and you'll know it's not us i don't i aliens they're, they're, they're advanced it's like it's like google they're they're working with google you think you aliens heard don't for, run you, Google? You heard it here first. Theory of the week. Aliens run Google. <laughs> aliens are running Google. Yes. They're the Every ones time you Alexa. search something it's on not, Google, Alexa, Alexa is an alien. It's not just Skynet anymore. It's Starnet. It's it's everything combined into it's, one. It's all the pop culture references I can yes. throw into one sentence. Yes. Uh, I just, listen, I heard some weird noises outside. I'm... <laughs> 
I still, I can't look out my window because mm. of, there's like a roof point outside and I'm sure. always afraid I'm going to see the alien from science on my window. Sure, sure. Um, so now I'm freaked out yeah. and I swear to God, I'll punch you in the throat. I will oh. punch you. Oh. I will punch. Listen, I don't Goodbye, care how far. Have you seen E.T.'s planet? E.T.'s planet's Magda. She is scary as shit. She really is. All of them. Yeah. The baby, everyone's like, baby E.T. No, so cute. No, the worst. Thank you. He's scary as shit. Yeah. Also, any alien that's smart enough to like Reese's pieces, mm-hmm. you it's know true. he's too intelligent for us. It's true. He was way, way mm-hmm. too smart. He was in for a long time to get them Reese's pieces. That's all he wanted. Yeah. Home. He wanted no, Reese's he pieces. Wanted Reese's Home. Pieces. He was trying to save Hershey's plant. Uh-huh. He was trying to go to Pennsylvania. Yes. We have solved so many, many things, things here tonight. You guys. So many things. This is a revolutionary yes. time. Um, and by that I mean it's not. No. It's midnight on a <laughs> on a Wednesday, Wednesday. and uh, I'm just yeah. I'm not gonna sleep because <laughs> uh, that's that's what I get myself into. You know, yeah. uh, you watch you watch evil things yep. on Destination you America. You sure do. And then you talk about aliens and ghosts. And it's a perfect and, cocktail uh, for no sleep. You really think you're gonna sleep? You're not. Um, but, but we thank you for joining us on this journey, on this episode. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate you. We do. Thank you for all of you who have started. To, I think now we're up to like what forty something. Almost, you're in forty. Like we have a lot. We are, we're getting up there. Numbers yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, we have our Facebook page, which we has do. been really great. We sure do. Um, we have a Twitter, but it's only three people follow yeah. us. Yeah, uh, so that's fine. More people on Twitter, but like whatever your preferred um, mode mission. You want us on LinkedIn? We'll go on LinkedIn. Ah, uh, that's fake news. You want us? Uh, you want us on MySpace? We'll make a MySpace I'm page. Not gonna, MySpace. You're gonna run. A, you're gonna run the MySpace page. Yes, it will autoplay a dubstep remix of the X Files. MySpace song. doesn't even do that anymore. Well, I'll program it so it can. So you, unless you're going back to like until you close until you close not just the tab but the entirety of whatever Internet Explorer oh, you're using. Oh, that's so mean. It is. What but, if someone's working on a project? Well, they shouldn't be using headphones. They shouldn't be listening to our podcast they and working on a project. They shouldn't exactly. be on MySpace. Exactly. That's, 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 the, that's the punishment. Yeah. Well, come follow us on social media yes. and hang out with us. Wide world of weird pod. On everything. On everything. On everything. Um, and we're on SoundCloud and we're yeah. on iTunes and yeah. who knows what's next. We'll the the world. The world and beyond. Coming for you, alien podcasters. Listen here, wherever you are, please don't come hurt us. Yes, for little God, come peace. Uh, We know we probably deserve it, but like, give us a chance. You can hang out with us. We'll take you to some dinner theater shows. Yeah, I mean, after all, like they say, Roswell that ends well. I hate you, and we need to end this now. (laughs) I'm so mad that was a joke that I enjoyed. I'm mad at myself for thinking it was funny. I'm mad at all of you for thinking it was funny. <laughs> We're just encouraging it's true. bad behavior at yep. this point. Roswell that ends all. Okay, okay. I'm It's my worried. favorite episode of uh, Futurama. Well, not my favorite, but one of them. God. Oh, no. Well, on that note, yep. folks, thank you so much. We'll be back again next week we for more uh, weird, spooky tales yep. of the unknown and weird things yeah, so until then until then have a have a wonderful time and stay weird okay bye